how to use videos to get them ranked in uh, YouTube and in Google. And so I think this is important because a lot of our customers and people are real estate investors are shooting videos, but uh, to them, the finish line is I uploaded to YouTube. Maybe I told a few friends about it on Facebook or I sent it to my email list and they're done. What I want you guys to realize today is that if you're trying to get motivated seller leads or if you're an agent trying to build your brokerage and build more local authority, whatever you're doing, there's a lot of low hanging fruit that people don't take advantage of when it comes to video. So uh, the finish line for us is getting that video into a blog post where it's ranking in Google, getting it to rank in YouTube. And it's really not a whole lot of extra steps and not a lot of time that you have to spend on your website and on YouTube. Hey friends, welcome back to the Carrot Cast podcast where we help investors and agents build businesses of freedom and impact by dialing in your online marketing. I'm your host, Brady Winder, and today I have with me returning guest, Carrot's own SEO specialist, Brian Sakine. Welcome back, Brian. How you doing, man? Doing great. Thanks for having me in. Absolutely, man. Um, Brian, what's your favorite productivity hack? Oh man, favorite productivity hack. That's a good question. I don't know. Um, I like waking up early. That's probably my favorite productivity hack. I think that I have the most willpower and the most like, I don't know, energy to get things done. And I'm more likely to tackle the more difficult parts of my day first thing in the morning than wait until like mid afternoon or even in the evening. So if mm -hmm. I really want to be productive, I'll wake up early and just knock it out first thing of the day. What's early for you? What time? 5.30, 6 a.m. Sometime around Okay, there. that's good. 545. That's my, yeah, that's my balance. That's my perfect time. Um, swallow the frog, uh, a recent carrot camper shared at carrot camp is a Mark Twain quote. If you have a frog to swallow, swallow it first thing in the day. If you have two frogs to swallow, swallow the bigger one first. I think it was awesome. Um, anyways, today, what are we listening to this podcast for today? We're talking about video marketing is video marketing month at carrot. Go to carrot.com slash video, get all our resources and content that we've put out about video marketing. We had another couple of awesome episodes this month all about getting started and what topics, how to outline your videos and how to produce them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Today, we're talking about how to use videos to get them ranked in uh, YouTube and in Google. And so I think this is important because a lot of our customers and people are real estate investors are shooting videos, but... Uh, to them, the finish line is I uploaded to YouTube. Maybe I told a few friends about it on Facebook or I sent it to my email list and they're done. What I want you guys to realize today is that if you're trying to get motivated seller leads or if you're an agent trying to build your brokerage and build more local authority, whatever you're doing, there's a lot of low hanging fruit that people don't take advantage of when it comes to video. So uh, the finish line for us is getting that video into a blog post where it's ranking in Google, getting it to rank in YouTube. And it's really not a whole lot of extra steps and not a lot of time that you have to spend on your website and on YouTube. So if that's interesting to you and you can spend a few extra minutes a week trying to get a video to rank, we're going to go through in this podcast all the steps. Um, we also have a video on this. So if you're more a visual learner, you, you can get that video at carrot.com slash video. Uh, but we're just going to run through that in this conversation here and teach you guys how you can do this uh, using real examples and things that the strategy that we use at Carrot. So that being said, I want to kick it off. Just talk about the strategy at a, at a high level real quick. Um, when you're deciding to do a piece of content, um, how do you go about it? I say piece of content because um, 
one mistake people make is to think like, oh, I'm going to do a blog post about uh, how to sell my house fast. Uh, or I'm going to do a video on how to sell my house fast. Um, in this podcast, we're going to look at it from the example of a piece of content on how to sell my house fast and then plan that content this pretty much the same way for the blog post and the video so you can kill two birds with one stone. And so what this looks like, this is actually how we do our podcast and some of our other content at Carrot is we say, okay, I'm going to do a video on uh, how to sell my house fast and then come up with the bullet points of what you're going to talk about. So maybe pros and cons of working with a realtor, um, how fast can we actually close, what does the process look like, et cetera, and decide what your uh, headings will be. Basically, what your talking points will be will determine the chapters for the YouTube video, which we'll dive into that in just a little bit here. But those will be the headings for the blog post, if that makes sense. So you don't have to say, how do I create a video on this and how do I create a blog post? There's a way you can do it uh, where you're doing both at once. And so that's kind of how I like to treat content. Uh, you might call it content repurposing, but that's a much more efficient way to look at it. Um, and so now that you know that strategy, we're going to talk about what you're going to, what you would do if you're creating a video on how to sell my house fast. And another tidbit is the reason I'm using this example is because I was doing a little bit of keyword research in YouTube yesterday. And surprisingly, like I, I typed in how to sell my house fast Dallas, how to sell my house fast um, Ontario, Canada, and how to sell my house fast. And how to sell my house fast is there's still a little bit of low hanging fruit there. Like there's some really, there's some videos with a lot of views in YouTube, but nothing very recent. And so I would love, 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 love if somebody listened to this podcast, took this advice and went and competed in YouTube and got a video to rank because it's totally feasible for one of y'all to do this and to rank number one in YouTube for just the phrase, how to sell my house fast with no city um, and get motivated seller leads, especially any wholesalers, investors who are uh, set up to uh, do this nationally. So uh, that's my challenge. Listen to the podcast and then follow up with me, Brady at Garrett.com if you actually do that. Okay, Brian. So I've just shot my super awesome video on how to sell my house fast, pulled out my iPhone, recorded it, didn't overthink it. I was confident. I uploaded it to my YouTube account. What do I need to do with this on my carrot site to get this to rank in Google? Sure. So after you have the video uploaded to YouTube, go ahead and submit that video to the video post feature on your carrot site. And what that's going to do is it's going to actually generate a transcription of what you mentioned in the video. And it's important to note that while you're recording this video, you need to mention the keyword that you want to target within the video at least a few times. Mm -hmm. And that will make sure that when you do the video post upload, that you get those keywords inserted into the transcription itself. Now, when it when the video post does its magic and you get the transcription of the text, it doesn't have any uh, formatting that you would traditionally see in a blog post. So the first thing you need to do is make sure you add your headings or your titles in there. So you want to make sure you've got a title at the top that talks about what the video is about. You make sure you have a couple of titles in there that talk about the subtopics. So these would be things like you know, maybe you're talking about the steps that you have to take in order to sell your house fast, uh, considerations to close, things like that. So you're going to basically create these smaller like little categories to break up the text to make it more readable and also to get some of those keywords into a title. 
You want to make sure that you only have one H1 tag on your post, and you want to make sure that all of the other headings are at least H2 or H3. It doesn't really matter how many of each that you have, as long as you only have one H1 tag. After that, you want to make sure you add a couple of images into your post, and then you want to make sure you have a hyperlink in the body or the paragraph of the text that points to an external source, kind of like a citation for the information that you are presenting, as well as at least one internal link that connects the blog post you're about to publish to another topically relevant piece of information on your website. So this could be another blog post you've written in the past. This would be a city location page. Maybe you're talking about how to sell my fast in Fort Lauderdale. So instead of making the whole post about Fort Lauderdale, uh, you can take that video post and link it to your Fort Lauderdale location. Um, and then past that, you just want to make sure that you have the keyword density in the appropriate proportions. So to do that, I recommend downloading a Chrome extension called SEO Quake. And so when you install that, you can click on it in your little toolbar and it will show up with a list of different words and how uh, what the keyword density is for each word. So you want to make sure that the keyword density you're targeting is not above 4%. So if you have it like 15%, Google might consider that like keyword stuffing. And so you mm. want to reduce the number of times that the keyword's in there. Um, but if you have too little, it might confuse the Google bots to think that maybe this, this video or this blog post is not about that topic. So you want to make sure you've got a fine balance in there. And then there's something else in there. I think they call it um, NLP keywords. These are contextually relevant keywords that are associated with that topic. Okay. I like how you mentioned that, you know, talking about, um, talking about the topic in the video, it almost seems like an obvious one, but the thing a lot of people don't realize is that YouTube is listening as well. So you, the YouTube algorithm, when you're uploading that YouTube is scrubbing through the audio of your video and saying, are they talking about how to sell their house fast? Um, Brian, does the same thing apply to like, let's say the videos on how to sell my house fast and one of your chapters or headings talking points is the pros and cons of working with a realtor. Is it important to mention those um, without getting too deep into SEO here, those entities or those related terms as well? Like mentioning, here's the pros and cons of working with a realtor. Would you say that's important for ranking for that keyword? That's a good question. In terms of like mentioning that in the video, um, I don't think it is super important. I think it would be nice to have if you can add it like naturally, um, but mm -hmm. I don't know that it's like required, if that makes sense. So right. I think if you have a really structured YouTube video, and a lot of times when you're looking at something with the term how to included in the title, you probably do mm -hmm. want it to be structured in a certain way, right? Like YouTube's going to expect to see step one, step two, step three. So in that example, maybe mentioning those titles in the actual video is more important. But if it's a video mm -hmm. on just like, you know, here's a couple of fun facts about something, it may not be super important to include every single like title heading. Um, or chapter within the audio of the video itself. Gotcha. That's actually a really good point because I think a lot of people's first instinct, if we're using this example of how to sell my house fast, would be to like, oh, let's talk about the benefits, the pros and cons of working with an investor versus an agent. Right. But what YouTube is expecting and what really the person Googling it, YouTube is expecting is what are the steps I need to take? Like what right. step one, who do I call? What do I do? What forms do I fill out? Do I need an appraiser? Um, so yeah, that's, that's a good, good point. Um, I wanted to ask you real quick, uh, you know, over the years we've taught that 
uh, five, you know, really to get the ideal blog post mm -hmm. or the ideal word count for a blog post, you should be doing a YouTube video that's about five to eight minutes long, um, which we know that longer form content is what YouTube likes to see generally. Uh, but five to eight minutes gets you at the about the right word count to rank in Google. Things are changing over the years. Does does it matter? How long does it need to be? Does it matter how long the post is or not? Oh, yeah. So this is one that is debated a lot amongst different SEOs, mostly because of the uh, recent rise in popularity of platforms like Amazon and platforms like TikTok. So previously, mm -hmm. pre-Amazon boom of like, well, I don't know, 2018, people would say that uh, longer form content always wins out over shorter form content. But especially after the pandemic, e-commerce has sort of skyrocketed. And sometimes if you're going to a website and you're buying, I don't know, vinyl stickers, the product description is not going to be 3,000 words long. But the product for the vinyl sticker can rank and can oftentimes rank in the top three position for whatever keyword they're targeting. Um, and so it's sort of like Google had to shift its perspective on how many words are needed to rank something um, on page one. And the same thing applies for video content. So previously, YouTube was like, hey, longer form content usually wins out over shorter form content. And then TikTok came along and sort of shattered all of those previously you know, conceived notions <laughs> because everyone used to think, okay, well, you have to have horizontal video. It's got to be at least three minutes long, ideally five to eight minutes long. Um, and sometimes they'd say like, don't go over 20 minutes, you know. but there's always exceptions to those rules. But then TikTok comes along and says, look, we're going to do video format. Uh, or vertical formatted videos. We're going to be really, really short, like sub 60 seconds, and we're going to cram as much information in there as possible. And it was wildly successful. So then YouTube's like, okay, we're well, now we're going to have shorts. So YouTube shorts are kind of a separate thing. It's a different game, so mm -hmm. to speak. And so now I think it's, you know, those two platforms combined have sort of rattled the industry standards for how certain content should be formatted in terms of like how long it is, how is it produced, um, you know, and what is required to rank on page one for each of the different things. Mm. So I would say right now, I would go for the fastest way to solve the problem or to answer the question for whatever keyword you're looking at. So if the question is something simple, like, uh, you know, what, what are the, like how many calories are in a banana, right? Like just mm. be succinct about it. You know, and a, a great example that I like to bring up is when someone's <laughs> looking up a recipe, right? If you Google a recipe for like how to steam crab legs, you don't want to read someone's life story, you know, like, cause they used to do that. A lot of food bloggers. If you've ever dreamt of being a fisherman, if you've ever yeah, wondered, exactly. how to... like, I was taking a stroll in the forest the other day and I looked down at a mushroom and thought to myself, you know what? I should blah, blah, blah. And then like, you know, 2000 I can't, I can't words later, recipe blog posts. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. So those are like artifacts of the old days of SEO because everyone thought, okay, I have to have 2000 words to get this to mm -hmm. rank, but otherwise it's not going to do it. Right. So nowadays things are a lot faster. You got to be really quick. Mm -hmm. You have to be really succinct with the answers. And so what I tell all of my clients and what I tell carrot customers is that if someone has a question or a problem and you can solve it faster and in better detail than anyone else, you will you will win in SEO rankings, right? Mm. You're going to rank higher, but you have yeah. to make sure that your content is helpful. You have to make sure that it is accurate. You have to make sure that you have the authority to give that kind of advice. Uh, so, if you're recording a video, you know, and you think this needs to be something quick, make it quick. Kind of use your instincts mm. there. Uh, but, but also, you can do a little bit of research. 
like Google will tell you exactly what they want to see in position number one because they they give that to you, right? Positions one, two, and three, right. you can always find out what's going on there. So if you have a video that you want to rank number one, just you know, type in that search term into YouTube, watch the first video, mm -hmm. and make notes. So when I was first getting into YouTube for my sushi business, I wanted to rank for how to make a California roll. And so I typed that in on YouTube. I watched the first three videos that ranked and I, I made notes of like, okay, this video is really long and it's kind of boring. They don't use a lot of like dump cut edits. There's no background music. Uh, you know, it seems like the guy worked in a sushi restaurant before, but just didn't know how to describe what he was doing. The second video, okay, this person has clearly never worked as a professional sushi chef because he's missing a ton of points, cutting all, all the corners. Some of the things are outright like unhygienic, uh, but he was really good at describing what he did. Right. And then the third video, it's like, okay, well, this one's really short, skips over a bunch of stuff, doesn't really go in detail. And so I made notes. It's okay. The video I want to make needs to be about eight minutes long. It needs to cover every topic in full detail. I need to make sure that I'm explaining why I'm doing each step. I need to explain how I'm going about doing this in greater detail than anything YouTube has already. Um, and then I also need to make sure that I include some kind of background noise uh, or background music and, and include things like multiple camera perspectives. Because another one was like, it's just a talking head. The other one is just like, it's only showing the sushi roll. But that gets kind of boring for YouTube viewers. At least I got mm -hmm. bored. So I made a video that I would want to see. And to this day, that video still ranks number one. So if you go onto YouTube and look up how to make California roll, you're going to see my video first. And so, the video is about to get a lot more views. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is that back in the day, I didn't know anything about making videos. So yeah. like you know, uh, objectively, the video is poor quality. The audio is very bad. Um, and even like, like the video itself, like cuts off from my forehead up, you know? So like, you don't have to be a high production, you know, video, uh, I don't know, creator or videographer to make YouTube videos that rank. So just yeah. look at what the competition has out there, make notes of what you could do better than they could, and then go do it. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the perfect segue to like, what's the minimum you need to do on YouTube. So um, we've all seen this when we Google stuff. You Google, I wouldn't be surprised if it comes up in Google, how to make a California roll. And then uh, it'll suggest here, watch, you know, three minutes through four and a half minutes of Brian's video. It'll say, watch this snippet. Because right. Google is even trying extra hard to give them like the quickest answer. Yes. So it's exactly what you're talking about. Um, I've seen videos rank with, you know, for competitive terms where there's like almost no description at all, where they did not, they knew less than nothing about YouTube SEO and that video ranks because YouTube is, cares so much about giving the best content. So if you take anything away from this, it's that it's the quality content, the most helpful content comes first in YouTube. So aim for that. And then the rest is just a bonus the, the right. tactics are always going to be secondary. Um, so in YouTube, you know, by the way, YouTube is looking at that in terms of engagement. They're saying, how long is a person watching the video? Yeah. Um, and so put out helpful content. So let's get into the tactics. We're, we're going to blaze through this list here and talk about what you should be doing um, for a competitive term like this for how to sell my house fast. You can go find Jerry Norton's video with, you know, 20,000 views or whatever. There's some videos with a lot of views. And so it's a little bit more competitive. Um the title. So how to sell my house fast. Is there anything I would want, anything else I would want to add to the title? You get a hundred characters to work with. So there's a lot of space in here. Yeah. Anything else you could add on the back of that? Um, 
I would say try to target some kind of uh, objective, right? Like if you're trying to meet a goal or if you're trying to com you know, complete some kind of objective to include that in the title too, right? So like sell my house fast is okay, but if you have it say something like sell my house fast in forbearance or in foreclosure or you know, sell my inherited house fast or something like that. Like if you add a little bit more context to the keyword in the title, then it makes it more actionable for the viewers. You know, so mm. um, maybe you could say like sell my house fast without losing money or sell my house yeah. fast to get more money or sell my house fast to get out of debt. Um, something like that where there's like three ways to sell my house fast without a realtor. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that way people know, okay, it's not just about this topic, but there's like a specific outcome that this video is going to teach me how to achieve. Mm hmm. Yeah, a specific outcome. That's something good to know because when, I mean, forget the SEO part, but what's going to hook people is when you open a loop in their brain and you're telling them that you're going to teach them something in the right. video besides it just being general vague information. So how to, three ways to do this, uh, et cetera. Um, so description, I'm going to talk about the ideal description and I'm not going to get super nerdy on this. If you go Google search, you can Google search right now, YouTube SEO, and it'll tell you character count and all the best practices. I'm not going to get into that because I've seen the gamut of what can rank in YouTube and it's very broad because again, like what we're talking about, YouTube wants to see the most helpful content, but here's what we have seen work at Carrot. Um, the ideal description. I usually like to put a link at the very top, even though um, it ends up giving you less of a preview of the description, just because if you have one chance to get people to a link, I want that to be at the very top. So go to carrot.com slash video. It's going to be the top of it at the top of the description. And then the description about the video. Um, the first line of that description, it should entice them to watch the video. It should try to get their interest. Um, but really the description doesn't even matter nearly as much as it used to for copywriting sake. Cause the way a lot of us watch YouTube is you search for something, you glance at the title, you glance at the thumbnail, and then you hit play. And if 10 seconds in, you don't like it, you hit back and you go to the next video. I don't know a lot of people, not myself, that are reading the entire description to see if they want to watch the video because it takes longer than just watching it. So description is pretty much for SEO purposes. So what does this look like? What I like to do is um, you uploaded your video to YouTube, you put it through Carrot's video post. I take part of that transcription and put it in the YouTube description and then trim it down um, so it's concise. And so I like my description to be a one, like a one paragraph summary. Hey, this video is about how to sell my house fast. In this video, I'm going to cover step one, step two, step three, step four. And this is where chapters come in. So chapters, um, if you're trying to rank for something competitive in YouTube or you want it to get seen, chapters are pretty critical. And so what this is, is it, all you have to do is put a timestamp in the video. Your first one's going to be zero colon zero zero intro. And then your second one is going to be say two minutes in two minutes and three seconds. So two colon zero three, um, the pros and cons of working with an investor versus an agent or whatever it is. And then YouTube will automatically turn that timestamp into a hyperlink. And so that people can scrub through the video. That's how you get when you're watching a video, the timeline's broken up into all these different bars to where you can scrub through. Makes for a way better user experience so they know what to expect. They know what they're watching. Uh, if you're an expert on this topic, now they know you're legit because they can see the chapters. Um, but it helps tremendously for SEO. So 
have a one sentence description, or excuse me, one sentence, one paragraph, one short paragraph description, what the video is about, and then the chapters. And then, um, Brian, I'd, I'd love for you to chime in on this, but I've, I, I haven't found any harm yet. I won't call it keyword stuffing. Um, but beneath the description of the chapters, say, you know, in this video, we're covering, uh, how to sell your house fast, how to sell your house fast with a realtor some of the like related keywords. Um, tell me if I'm giving bad advice here because things change <laughs> <Okay>. fast <laughs> for sure. Um, keyword, what is keyword stuffing within YouTube? Keyword stuffing within YouTube um, is primarily using too many tags. So, you know, you can have you can have tags, you can have hashtags in there. Um, a lot of people will try to use like more than fifteen hashtags. Um, and YouTube has come out and said outright, "Hey, if we see more than fifteen hashtags in your video, we will ignore all the hashtags in your video." Just blanket statement. They're they're like, we're not even going to try to like sh like sift through them to see which ones are the most accurate. We'll just ignore them all. Don't do that. And so a lot of people gotcha. are like, okay, well, you know, I'll stick with three to five or five to eight. Um, and really, I think five is kind of the sweet spot. I would never use more than five hashtags um, on a YouTube video. But in terms of like the description, if you follow the advice that Brady just gave to have like one paragraph plus like the chapters you're not really going to run into keyword stuffing because you won't have enough space in there to uh, naturally say the keyword too many times, mm. you know? Um, right. And the key there is naturally. So like if you read the one paragraph out loud and it sounds fairly normal to you, then you're probably fine. If you are like, wow, I probably shouldn't say that word like every three <laughs> words, then you're probably keyword stuffing. But in, in, as long as it's like a natural flow of conversation, it should be fine. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, so tags, something to mention here is we have tags and we have hashtags. So what Brian is talking about is hashtags in the description. So you can hit hashtag real estate investing, and that will put like that hashtag under the video. You guys have seen this on mobile and desktop where it'll say this video is related to real estate investing. It'll show you the tags, categories. Um, that's what Brian's talking about. Don't put a ton of those in your description because YouTube will just ignore it. Um, what you can do is your your actual tags, not hashtags, your tags for the video. That's a separate field within YouTube to tell YouTube what this is related to. Um, so if it's how to sell my house fast, your tags. Um, I'm not going to get into this. You can. It's just related keywords. Um, if you have TubeBuddy, TubeBuddy or VidIQ, which we've recommended before, there's you know tag recommendations and it'll do this for you or chat GPT can do it for you. You shouldn't be wasting your time coming up with these from scratch um, because it tags don't hardly contribute to uh, it's not much of a ranking factor. They don't contribute much to that. So don't waste a lot of time on that, but just so you guys understand the differences there. Um, next, not really SEO related, but super important thumbnail. Um, thumbnail is, is, uh, coming up with successful thumbnails is sort of an art and I'm not even going to say it's an art that we've perfected, but, um, my best advice on thumbnails is this. If you don't know what to put, go search for the keyword, how to sell my house fast, see which videos are getting views and what their thumbnail looks like see which videos more importantly are not getting views and what their thumbnail looks like. Um, 
take this with a grain of salt because you can't say, well, because this video has 50,000 views, their thumbnail has to be great. So just high level view. Uh, but in general, um, you want two to three lines of text, big, bold text, separate from the title. Um, they've already read the title and um, they've already read the title. So you don't want to repeat that with the text on the thumbnail. And what I found that works is the thumbnail needs to be an equal mix of obvious, but still invoking curiosity. So um, what I mean by this for how to sell my house fast is uh, your text on the thumbnail could be like a picture of a realtor and a uh, like a real estate agent and a real estate investor and it have verses in the middle, or it could say 30 days or less. Like, can you close like close in 30 days? Question mark, something like that, where it's related to the title, but it's not the same thing. And so obvious uh, yet curious, it needs to have like a little bit of mystery to it, but they need to understand what they're going to watch. Where most people go wrong is they do no thumbnail at all. And it's just whatever still image of the guy in mid sentence <laughs> with his hands up in the air and his mouth moving around in the worst position possible. So I'd rather have you go to Fiverr and spend five bucks on a thumbnail than have nothing at all. Um, that's my speech on thumbnails. Um, Another thing, uh, we're, we're close to wrapping it up here. Um, another thing uh, important for ranking in YouTube is the first couple of days, really the first 48 hours after you upload a video, you have this window where YouTube is putting your video in front of new audiences to see if it takes off, to see if it's content that people enjoy. And so your video is going to show up more in recommended content. And so I say this because if this video is important to you and you want people to see it, this is your chance in the first two days to get it to more people. So you might consider telling friends about it, sending it out to your email list, uh, reposting it on social media and say, hey, everybody check out this new video because it's going to create this compound effect. The more people that watch it in the first 48 hours, the more YouTube is going to recommend it. And it's a sort of a but exponential if you're looking at a graph. Um, but really, that's about it. So anybody uploading videos to YouTube, this it might sound like a lot. I mean, this is an extra half hour to your workflow um, for a lot of benefit. Um, that's all I have on the YouTube side of it. Um, Brian, as we wrap it up, one thing I want to ask you is any anything you want to touch on you see coming down the road for YouTube or Google SEO in general that you think people might be paying attention to? One of the things that I think YouTube specifically is trying to do is they're trying to incentivize YouTube shorts. So there was mm -hmm. a recent announcement where they said that YouTube shorts can now be monetized through showing display ads in the same way that you can monetize a standard YouTube video. Um, this is big because it's something that TikTok cannot do. They don't have the infrastructure in place to be able to pay content creators within the app to display ads. And it's something that uh, YouTube has to be very intentional about doing. So they're really trying to compete with TikTok in the short video format space. And so if you are already going through the effort of making these videos, you may want to consider hiring someone to sort of chop up those longer videos that you've made and to create shorter sort of teasers um, or trailers of the full length video. And so this could play into that tip about promoting the video within the first 40 hours of publishing. This is something you can do where if you know that you really want to push this video, you can hire someone to make those YouTube shorts and then you can publish the video and then take those the vertical 
shorter trailers and publish them on places like TikTok, on Facebook, on Instagram, maybe even Snapchat, uh, anywhere where you think social media promotion could benefit from having a short form video. And then within that video, you can say, or I guess in the description of that video, you could say, click on the link in my bio for the full version of the video, right? So you're sending traffic from the social media platform to YouTube. And so it's just kind of like an, the icing on the cake of promoting that video. And so I think the more that content creators publish on YouTube shorts, the better off their standard full length videos are going to perform. Another tip I have for promoting a video is to jump on recent trends. So one of the biggest recent trends on TikTok is something called de-influencing. So influencers have really taken off since 2020, but now we're starting to see a decline in how many people trust uh, social media influencers to, uh, I guess, how much they trust them to buy a product or to buy a service. So now something mm -hmm. that is picking up is the opposite of that, right? The antithesis of an influencer, so it's a de-influencer. Someone who comes in and comments on other people's videos saying like, hey, this is too expensive, it's not high quality, it's not worth it, don't do it. But then these people are also now making videos to uh, discredit what some influencers are saying. So this is something that I think the real estate industry can really capitalize on and saying like, hey, there's a lot of real estate agents out there that are saying that this is the best way to sell your house or this is the best time to sell your house. But I'll tell you right now that the market doesn't reflect that and here's why. And so you can go in with more of a negative connotation on a trend that someone else is trying to promote, and you can really amp up on that. Um, and one of the things that I think Google is starting to take notice of is that all chat GPT or AI related content creators are steering away from uh, negative tilted content, right? They don't want negative connotation content coming from the AI chatbots because that's what's most likely to create the biased results or the racist results that AI is sort of notoriously known for generating. So they will specifically put prompts in to avoid any kind of negative connotation. So if you are creating content that is helpful for users and has negative connotation, Google's gonna know this content could not have been made by AI without being inherently biased or potentially racist. Uh, so that may lend a little bit of credibility in Google's eyes, but it's also capitalizing on a trend that we're seeing on the rise in TikTok with this whole de-influencing. Mm. I think that's really valuable. And I, I think it's, it would be really interesting to see an investor take that advice around with it because there are investors that do this. And from what I see with our members, they're primarily hybrid, but it's pretty much an, you know, when it comes to like educating the general public on what's happening in the market and what's changing, that's pretty much agent content. Real estate right. agents are the ones who are educating. And so I would love to see, you know, traditional investors, wholesalers saying, hey, here's what's going on in the market. Most agents are saying this, is it true? Here's my analysis. Here's, you know, it's another unique perspective. I personally, just as a, you know, as a homeowner, as a normal person, I would love to see that content. Um, thanks for sharing that, man. Yeah, um, no problem. Well, that, yeah, thanks for, thanks for all of this, uh, all of these nuggets. This is good stuff. Um, that's all we have for today. Anybody listening, if you got value out of this, do us a favor and leave us a review on Apple podcasts. I asked for these seldomly and it helps the podcast tremendously, helps us get found, uh, helps us with our SEO. Hey, hey, um, leave us a review, share with a friend. And, uh, that's all we got. Head to care.com slash video to get the rest of our content. And we will see you all next week.